podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to this week's Euro Tales show. Strikers, go-getters, predators are eulogised and chronicled by great writers. They are admired, they are treasured. When a special one dons your club short, he almost automatically becomes a legend. They captivate, enchant the football masses, turning a game on its head in the glimpse of an eye. A forward has an innate mystique. You and I would both be lying if we said we did not dream of scoring the winning goal in some titanic classic when booting a ball around the back garden or the street or the beach or wherever as a kid. In modern times, they are hard to come by. Their adversaries, defenders and goalkeepers are now bestowed with a mass of analytics and a range of research on the repertoire an opposition striker possesses making the forwards' lifeblood of goals even harder to come by. Remarkably, there is a real Roy of the Rover story brewing in England's League 2. AFC Wimbledon have a potential star on the hands in the form of 21-year-old forward Ali Al-Hamadi. The youngster is currently away on international duty at the Asian Cup walking on water with his Iraqi teammates after they humble giants Japan last Friday, the last time the Samurai Blue tasted a defeat at the group stage of the competition was 26 years ago, before Ali Al-Hamadi was even born. International exploits have meant this youngster's becoming a star in two parts of the globe. His social media following grows by the day, attracting watchers to League Two from the Middle East and beyond. We pick the brain of Edmund Brack, an AFC Wimbledon reporter for the South London Press, to get the lowdown on this player of immense potential. So is there a striker, an elite striker potentially, Hiding in plain sight with a Scouts accent in League 2. Let's find out. Edmund, welcome to Euro Tales. Please tell our listeners a bit about yourself. First of all, thank you very much for having me on, Liam. I, I really appreciate it. Um, in terms of myself, uh, I'm the AFC Wimbledon reporter for the South London Press. I've been covering Wimbledon now. I think we're coming up to around three or four years, something along those lines. So seeing the club in League One, uh, relegated to League Two, and now looking to get their way back into to League One. Um, yeah, I've been, I also cover Crystal Palace as well. So it's uh, it's a real sort of variation between leagues, Premier League to League Two, but it's uh, it's unique, baby. It keeps keeps me on my toes. That's that's for certain. So yeah, no, I really enjoy it. You're a busy man, and with <laughs> the talk of Wimbledon, that's why we're talking to you today. How impressed are you with this striking sensation, El Hamadi? I've uh, he's been he's like a rock star down at, at Plough Lane. I think I first noticed it a couple of games into into his spells so far at AFC Wimbledon. It was like sort of, I likened it to Beatlemania, the way that fans were 
waiting after games to get a, get a glimpse or to get a sort of wave at him as he was doing a lap of appreciation around the pitch. Um, he just hit the ground running last season. He was almost a force to be reckoned with and he was getting himself sort of bids and links from other teams straight away, really, with, with his good performances. Um, slightly slow start to this season, I think it'd be fair to say, from his own standards, even though he's being involved in, in the goals, um, wasn't quite fine in the back of the net. But as soon as one went in, they just started rolling for him uh, and he's taken his game really to the next level. I mean, in terms of deadly strikers in League Two, he's he's, he's one of the best, uh, if not the best. Um, obviously taking his form on, onto the international stage as well, but what a player AFC Wimbledon have on their hands and and I'm sure they're going to make a, a sweet profit when he does decide to, to move on from, from AFC Wimbledon. He looks a very silky player. And for those who have not seen him, he comes through with a scouse accent and dons the international jersey of Iraq to add even more spice to the cocktail. How would you describe him as a player? It's funny. He's like a, an old-fashioned sort of, like Robbie Keane-esque, the way he sort of hangs on the last defender, maybe. Um, I don't know how his game would sort of fare with VAR and, and things along those lines, but as a striker, one-on-one with a goalkeeper, you'd, you'd bet your mortgage on him every time finishing. Um, it's quite sort of scary, his natural ability to find the back of the net. He took a really risky um, decision in his career to leave League One with Wickham Wanderers to, to drop down to Wimbledon because he wanted first-team football. I think he felt he was almost stagnating his career a little bit, not getting the minutes. Um, so coming at AFC Wimbledon, they're obviously looking for a new sort of talisman after losing Ibasal to Iraqi side. Alakra. Um, they were in need of, of a player to come in and give the whole place a lift. Alhamidi came in and was scoring goals for fun, assisting goals for fun. Every time he gets the ball, there's generally a sort of intake of breath from fans in the stadium expecting him to do something. And that's a hallmark that I think scouts and, and teams above the pyramid have sort of noticed on. I think this guy's going to go on and do something in his, in his career. So, yeah, um, massively impressed. Every time I watch him, he just seems to get more his, his finishing seems to get more sort of honed, like honed every time that I watched him. It's really sort of polished the way that he, he does it. So, yeah, um, a terrific player, terrific player. And like you said, they have really taken to him down at Wimbledon. He's a fan's yeah. favourite. And even some of their fans post pictures on social media, flying to exotic climates to watch him play for a rack. What a story. It, have you seen like a lot of, Iraqis beginning to follow League Two, thanks to this guy's lighty shining down there. I think it definitely helps with the sort of social media interactions and things along those lines. I mean, they're they're obsessed with their players, aren't they? And um, that can only help AFC Wimbledon in terms of growing the global brand. Not that they need any help really with it, with the backstory and things along those lines. I mean, it's a terrific. It's it's, it's remarkable, really, where the club was, where it's been through, and obviously you got the game tonight against MK, but where it is now and, and what it's doing. Um, having someone like Ali Alhamidi, who who left a war-torn Iraq to move to Toxteth in, in Liverpool to, to pursue a football career with his family. And I've spoken to him about it before. It's really emotional and he's really sort of articulate the way he puts things across. Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a minute, but the, the maturity that, that comes across from a 21-year-old is, is pretty, it's pretty outstanding. Uh, I'm only a few years older myself, but seems he's really driven and focused and sort of laser sharp in his approach to things. And and that's why he's having the success that he has at AFC Wimbledon so far. But as I mentioned earlier about the sort of 
fandom that he's he's created. This is AFC Wimbledon fans want to watch him wherever he's playing. You know, they're keeping track of how he's getting on at the Asia Cup right now. I think they're probably slightly bewildered that he's not playing because I'm sure he'd help Iraq in their cause to to, to win the competition. So yeah, he's um he is more than the fans' favourite. He is the fans' favourite. So yeah, he's he's been really impressive. You touched there on his character, and when I was doing my homework for my catch-up with you, I listened to a few of his interviews, and he described that he gets on better with players of an older age than his own. Was that the vibe you got when you met him? Uh, Yeah, when I spoke to him, I think, um, if I remember correctly, someone like Harry Pell was someone that he was drawn to, sort of an older statesman in the squad who's been... He's been through the the mill in terms of league football and stuff like that. I think he's 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 obviously went through a lot as a, as a child, and I'm sure growing up in in Toxteth, probably not the easiest of places in the world. Never been there myself, but from everything you hear, um, but even the the career decisions he's taken, you know, to to leave Tranmere to go to Swansea, to go, leave Swansea to go to Wickham, then to drop all the way down to League Two, where if it doesn't work out, you're looking at National League, National League South, North. You know, it's it's really brave decisions that he's taken and, and he's reaping the rewards from them now because he's getting championship teams coming to watch him week in, week out because they think, um, from my point of view, I think he's probably going to skip a division when when he is moved on. I don't I don't know whether he'll go to League One. I think he'll go straight to the championship. Um, I think he's ready for it as well. He Sometimes you look at players and you think they don't need to be on the ball for ages and they can get one chance and they can impact, impact the game with what they do. And I think that's when I look at Al Hamadi and when I watch him, that's that's the feeling I get. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's remarkable. Honestly, I keep saying it, but just the way that he's sort of become a legend down at AFC Wimbledon, it's it's been really impressive. And what kind of a fee do you think he would fetch if he was on the market tomorrow? Well, I think the fee they're looking for is a is a club record fee of the Phoenix era. Um, so since they reformed as AFC Wimbledon, that it currently stands at the one point two million pound mark, which was activated when I Basal moved to Qatar last summer, uh, last winter. Apologies. Um, I think AFC Wimbledon would be looking to to garner a lot more than that for, for Ali Alhamadi. Uh, I think his performances are probably probably sort of merited that as well. Um, this is a twenty one year old. He's got a huge career ahead of him. And AFC Wimbledon will probably be looking at a price that represents that. And like you said, he seems an all-round sort of fledgling striker in the making. Because he has assists in his game as well, doesn't he? He's got everything. He's got everything. Link-up play, hold-up play, winning free kicks, winning winning penalties, pace, power, drive, finishing. He is the full package in terms of a striker. I think the only thing... If I was a Premier League club looking at it, I'd be thinking, can he do it up top on his own? Which, you know, every Premier League club is looking for that that striker who's got the physical prowess to to hold the line. But in League Two, when you're learning your sort of craft and perfecting your skill, I think there's no better place for a striker to do it because these defenders will kick uh, the living daylights out of you to try and win the football back. So it's uh, it's been a perfect sort of recipe for him to build up his football career and... Um, I'm sure when he moves on to, to bigger and better things, um, although I don't think that will be this this winter, I think it will be in the summer. I think when he does move on, I think he'll be he'll be a better player for the experiences that he's had. This school of hard knocks he's in now will forge him. Do you think, and have you heard on the beat, anything from the Swansea side, would they be kicking themselves that they let a player with this potential slip through their grasp? Potentially. Um 
I think it's hard in academy football to sort of sometimes players need to need to go out and actually experience first team football and always when clubs are in the championship or in the Premier League you have to be selfish sometimes I think you see it with Crystal Palace that they don't always let their academy players out at the right time because they need them to be involved in first team training and sometimes they think that that will be a better course for them than going out to play men's football but for Alhamidi I think it was pretty clear when when he joined Wimbledon when he left Wickham Wickham obviously put a huge sell-on fee in the deal uh, which saw him join FC Wimbledon which allowed them to get him um some players just need men's football and as soon as they get a taste for it they just want more and more and I think that was the case with Alhamidi um I'm sure Swansea will be looking at it now thinking he's probably going to be perfect for us in the future and maybe that's a club he, he goes back to but um yeah I've, I've, it, it's, it's it's so hard to call in football you know you're, you're you're judging it off off players who are 16 17 at the time who aren't fully developed um sometimes you just have to pin your hat and experience and maybe this one's the one that didn't work out for them and if i put you on the spot now that i have you edmund to pick your brain and from what you've seen close up so far you've met the man how far do you think this guy can go in the game? Are we talking a Premier League player in the making here? Well, it's interesting. I, I watch, obviously, a lot of Premier League football for my job. And, and I think the thing I see is that the modern-day Premier League striker has to have the physical sort of build to do it all on, the, all on their own. You very rarely see teams who do two up top anymore. And the best I've seen of Alhamidi this season is when he's been playing alongside Omar Bagel from, from Lebanon, uh, obviously joined on a free transfer from Sutton this season. He's sort of the, the big man little man combination it's been great to see like Dwight York Andy Cole sort of thing going on um I wonder whether Alhamdi's best course of action when he does move to the championship might be moving abroad to another top league in Europe and, and sort of progressing his career that way um he's obviously not afraid to make bold decisions for his career he's, he's made plenty of them and he's he's very well sort of cultured and experienced for his age so you know, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if I see him move to the championship in the summer, then be sold on to a top team in Europe in, in the future where he could really sort of become a name for himself at a, a top team in Spain or a top team in Italy or somewhere along those lines. Um, it really wouldn't surprise me. For our listeners, if you haven't watched this player play, get yourself on a Wimbledon game or get it, get it in your ears and your eyes because he is a sight to behold. Edmund, finally, thanks so much for your time. Where can our listeners hear more of your fantastic work and insight? Uh, if, if you want to drop me a follow on Twitter at Edmund Brack, it'd be greatly appreciated. I, I try and do as much AFC Wimbledon as I can. Obviously, I cover Crystal Palace as well. But um, yeah, we cover Millwall and Charlton. So um, if there are any other interesting stories that my papa from some of those clubs along the way i'd be more than happy if you ever need me to come back on so thank you very much for, for having me on today liam oh 100 edmund i'll link your twiller in the show notes too thanks so much for your time yeah. brother pleasure but anytime you're listening to euro tales where european football stories are explored one at a time make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode thank you so much to edmund an Iraqi striker with a Scouse accent. There is a unique combination. Not many youngsters in the game have the gumshka, the courage to back their own ability and have that thirst for first-team football to leave comfortable climates of Swansea with high-level facilities and to take that gamble and go down to League 2. If that goes wrong, the trap door is open. Check out this player. And if he gets to show his worth at the Asian Cup, 
He may just show half the world in the process. Thank you so much to Edmund. His Twitter is in the show notes. Give him a follow. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we'll be planning a little continental trip after our little trips through the UK for the last fortnight. Again, as always, we're on the beg. Please, please, please give us a rate and review of the show so we ain't lost amongst the algorithm and all the big boys. Be well and enjoy all the action this weekend. Thanks for listening. Don't miss us between episodes. Simply follow our socials, links in the show notes, or simply search at EuroTalesPod on Twitter. EuroTales. Podcast Network.